0: Welcome to the Millennium Beat Podcast, where we like to encourage the world one story at a time. Now get ready to hear stories from around the world that encourage and uplift you. Now to the show with your host, Kevin James. Hey, you've tuned in to the Millennium Beat. I'm your host, Kevin James. I have a good friend of mine on the computer with us, and we're going to be doing a little quick interview. His name is Jerry West, but I'd like to thank everybody for joining us. And Jerry, I'd like to thank you for being here.
1: Thank you. It's my privilege and honor, and I'm going to take a sip of my adult beverage. Okay, it's it's elderberry tea. Ah, all
0: right. What we're going to talk about today is is kind of a three parter. Uh, one of them is a recap we did an audio version of your story, so we don't have to go in total detail of your story. But let's tell people that might be listening for the first time who have never met you a quick uh, synopsis of or what do they call those. Um, Little cliff notes of of your life and then um, from your birth to about pretty much about now. And then we'll go from
1: that point. Uh, I would say Reader's Digest, but nobody knows what that is. Yeah. I don't think think, anybody does. I don't think they do, but uh, the cliff notes, uh, let's see. I was born in a hospital because I wanted to be close to my mother. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You were, weren't you? you're very I close. A, I was very close. Uh, there
0: was a tie between you and your mother at that
1: time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, you know, during this whole lockdown thing, I've got just about every episode of the Three Stooges oh, recorded Lord. on TV. <laughs> if on I TV started hearing other. you going nyak,
0: nyak, 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 <laughs> and then we were in trouble.
1: I, I see. I grew up on that, Did and you? You know, I kind of this some of. I, I've even preached as Curly. Not oh wow! The vo- not the voice, but some of the. The euphemisms. Okay, few, few people get it. Well,
0: but, they call that slapstick comedy. Is that right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, slapstick. Uh, forget where there was another term for it. But I uh, was born in uh, Vero Beach. Okay, uh, know that town. Ni- nineteen sixty-two, not eighteen, not eighteen, but nineteen
0: sixty-two.
1: Eighteen sixty-two. Grew up there. Now, what uh, month was that you were born in? September.
0: All right, you're September. John Hamilton mm-hmm. is is the same year, but he's December, and I'm the following January.
1: January. Well, yeah. we're all kind of in that same. Yeah. Day. And grew up, went to school in, uh, in Vero, and then uh, junior high and high school, my parents sent me to a concentration camp called a Christian school in Fort Pierce. <laughs> I did. I swear I was in a – it was six-foot – and I, the only thing missing was razor wire, and I'm like, "What oh, have wow. they done to me? Sent me to a Christian school, last place." And I grew up in a, ch- I grew up in church, right? But all my friends were going to public school. I wanted to go to public school. No, you're going to a Christian school, uh, and I, I it, so I'm dating myself. Uh, Hogan's, Hogan's Heroes. Oh yeah. Think, oh, they they sent me to Stalag 13. <laughs> So, but I went through uh, junior high and high school at Palm. used to be a school. It's no longer there. Palm Vista Christian. Okay. And Fort Pierce. It's no longer, it's not been in existence for about 12 years now. Uh, and I did go to some to Vero High uh, summer school and some filler classes that I took. Uh, Indian River Community College, which mm. is now, I think, called what? uh mm. I forget what the name. I don't is. know.
0: I remember it's in Fort Pierce, isn't it?
1: This is well. There was Vero Campus and Fort right. Pierce Campus. Yes, I went. I went to both. Uh, was recruited during that time. Was being not recruited, but making baseball, scouted, uh, scouted by the Dodgers, huh. uh, by the uh, double A team in Vero, and uh, kind of the shorter end of it was just living life. Uh, living the dream, doing whatever I wanted to, when I wanted to. and
0: uh, It's funny how you said living the dream. I don't know if you hear it. I hear it up here in Deltona, Florida. People always ask, hey, how are you
1: doing? Hey, I'm living living the dream. Living the dream. Well, I was. I was living living what I thought was the dream, Uh, being a young guy, bachelor, uh, with a nice sports car, do whatever I want, Hmm. very few limitations in life.
0: Uh, now how old were you at this time
1: at that time I was 18 19 and 20 wow. okay uh, just take off I wanted to take off and go somewhere uh, I'd go I mm-hmm. didn't have have any uh, I didn't really answer to mom and dad that much once I once I hit 18 19 right um, and my parents are very strict my dad was a Pearl Harbor veteran I was a latent life child uh They'd already had three children before I came along. Uh, dad was a Pearl Harbor survivor in the Navy.
0: Now you're uh, the baby, obviously.
1: Uh, I am the, what's termed as the last born first born. Cause there's <laughs> such a, well, it is, it's, there's such a huge gap in the ages
0: from you to uh, your o- older siblings
1: from the youngest to the middle to the oldest. Uh, there is a big, uh, my oldest brother's twenty-two years older. My one brother, twenty, and my sister, sixteen. And mom had her tubes tied after my sister was born. Well, they didn't do a good job because 16, year, sixteen years later I came along.
0: Oh wow! Uh, that must have but, been a surprise.
1: Yeah, it, uh, I guess To both it of was. you. Uh, well, to, well, to mainly to my mother and my dad, but uh, the uh, I'm trying to think of not Kevin. I think it's Kevin Lehman. Uh, there's a lot of some child psychology. It's term. The term is first born last born.
0: And yeah, I always say I'm an only child of six. Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I can, I was considered, uh, almost like, an, cause everybody was gone when I started, right. when I was growing up, but I was, that was okay with me. I had nieces and nephews that came along shortly. And so we, we kind of, we more or less grew up like brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the, t- you know, typical childhood, had a, had a good childhood. Uh, it's, nobody has a great childhood and it certainly wasn't horrific. Uh, there were a lot of challenges in my family and, you know, we, they overcame them and we're not going to get into that because, I, I don't have Dr. Phil on standby. <laughs> uh, uh, speed dial. the short end, yeah, speed dial. Um, uh, you know,
0: it's funny. We say the word speed dial, but if my audience is twenties or thirties, they're going to say, "What?
1: What's a speed dial?" What's a speed dial? It's 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 Siri. I can't. If I do, my phone's going to do it. till you know who to right. call someone. That's that's newer version speed dial. Right. Well, I was uh, I was invited to be in a wedding. Uh, one of the groomsmen ushers, and it was a friend of mine that uh, I grew up with and the girl that he was marrying, I grew up with in church and in, in Bureau. I said, sure. Well, they introduced me to the girl that I was going to walk down the aisle with, uh, you know, the groomsmen and the brides, not the bridesmaid, but, um, uh, mm-hmm. made of,
0: made of, yeah, honor. Yeah,
1: bridesmaid, maid made of, the honor bridesmaid, and then there's a best man and, and groomsmen. So I'm walking down with <clears throat> one of the bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't really think about, you know, very good looking girl, very cute. I I, Brown curly hair and uh, she apparently was interested in me, but I had no interest because I was dating someone else. And that relationship didn't last very long. And guys, we're not the smartest guy. You know, we think we're (laughs) smart, but there comes a certain things. We're as dumb as a box of rocks. Right. I'm sitting there in my chair one day after work. And he goes, Hey genius, this girl that you were in the wedding with wants to go out with you. So I got her phone number called where she worked. She worked for her uncle who was a photographer known him and his wife my whole life. So I'm well connected with her family except for her. Right. Ask her out. We went out and we went out on another date, then another date, then another date. And, uh, it started working out that, uh, Hey, I actually like this one. Uh, she's a lot of fun to be with fun to be around and, uh, doesn't have a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. Some of those other ones, you know, I was like, uh, no, 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 goodbye. God, I don't have time for this. Uh, and, um, in probably about, that was our first date was November the 19th, 1982. And then on December 20th of the same year, I'm just December 20th, uh, thinking of my grandson's birthday, got oh. all these dates coming up on the 24th. I gave her an engagement ring, She said yes. And then that following March, 83, we've married and we've been married now 37 years. Wow. That's almost 38. That's a long time. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still living. Yeah. She, she's not killed me yet. Okay. <laughs>
0: So all right, uh, that, that's a good cliff note version of your life.
1: That's, that's as bad as, and it's, if, if I was, if the older I get, the longer the notes get. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, let's, let's bring it on to right now. What's happening is yeah. let's go into some stories. It's, it's like you are sitting by a fireplace and you're telling us some of the great stories, of your youth and where, where you see God move in your life or other people's life and go from the beginning, you know, wherever all the way up to pretty much now. And then we'll go to the next topic after we do that. So let's,
1: well, that one is pretty easy. Uh, At 16, I was, uh, I knew that I was called to the ministry. Okay. Uh, We were, we were at Lee college. They, I think they still do it called Lee days where you go, you get to go as a junior in high school, you get to check out the campus and, all the different, uh, facets of Lee college, Lee university. Well, I went just because all my friends were going, I didn't care about going to see a Bible college. I'm going to Florida state. I'm playing football or baseball. I'm not going to some Bible college. Uh, we, I mean, it was, it was the typical getaway weekend without mom and dad spying Mm -hmm. on you every, uh, what is he doing now? Uh, uh, one quick story. It's it's still wintertime when we were there at Lee. Now, in Lee Cleveland.
0: is in, in, in the state of Florida?
1: No, Cleveland, Tennessee.
0: Oh, even T- Okay, Tennessee. So it does get a little cold there.
1: Yeah, very cold. Well, <laughs> a bunch of us that knew one another decided we're going to have a contest. Who can jump off the roof of the Holiday Inn into the pool? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, fully clothed. And <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, and Those and were your smarter,
0: home. younger years.
1: Well, exactly. So, you know, that's what I was there for, just for that atmosphere of having fun. Then you you were required to go to a chapel service. And my cousin, who I grew up with that lived in South Carolina, she was attending. She was a sophomore at Lee. And we're sitting there in the balcony, just catching up with one another, not talking. I could care less about, you know, I, I hadn't seen her in a few years. And she turns and looks at me and she just gives me this strange look. i like, do I have something on my <laughs> face? Uh, she goes, you're called to the ministry. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> nope, nope, I said, nope. That's goes, somebody else. Yes. She goes, yes, you are. I was like, no, I'm not. She goes, "And we're arguing <laughs> in a chapel service. <laughs> uh, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Stop. Uh, and uh, the, the ironic thing is that was on a Saturday, Sunday we head home on the Greyhound. Following Sunday, the uh, pastor of our church and bureau said, how did you like Lee College? I said, it is all right. And he just looks at me. He goes, come here. He pulls me aside. He goes, you're called at the ministry. I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> and he goes, yes, you are. I said, I just looked at him, Pastor Brewer. I said, pastor, do not tell my mom and dad. This will be like the death sentence of my life. <laughs> but uh, Because I had three cousins two grandfathers that were pastors previous before i was born three cousins at that time who were pastors or in ministry i didn't want to do it i wanted to play pro ball right football baseball or i had a band in high school we were going to be rock stars (laughs) we're going to do all do all these grandiose things but preacher no, no 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 uh but eventually i In September of 1989, just uh, a little over a month before my son was born, I said, okay, God, in Orlando, Florida. I said, okay, God, that's it. Uh, I surrender. And we started in ministry a couple of weeks later, and we've been in ministry 31 years.
0: Wasn't there a song by somebody that says, I surrender?
1: Uh yeah, I surrender all. It's an old church hymn. Yeah. And people that think ministry, wow, you were in ministry, you just jump right into it. No, ministry was a mop and a broom. Right. Uh if you can't if your hand cannot fit a mop or a broom, it'll never fit a microphone. Right. Uh it's uh and that's how we started. We started working with the youth and knew that there was a little bit more and was in touch with some of the guys from the power team I had met. Uh, when I said yes to the call of uh, God on my life, uh-huh. we became good friends. I said, "Hey, you know, why don't you try out for us? Try out to be on the team." And I did. Uh, my first tryout was at the no, it's no longer there. The old Carpenter's Home Church in in uh, Lakeland. Lakeland,
0: yeah,
1: ten ten thousand seat auditorium, and it was packed.
0: Let me ask you a question uh, before you go on a little further. What did you actually look like? Back then, what were you? I mean, were you a bodybuilder? Were you really muscly?
1: Uh, powerlifter, bodybuilder. I was about 225, 230 pounds. Uh, Worked out six days a week. Uh, Now, you know, I'm a shadow of what I used to look like because there's a a reason why. Right. Uh, And so it was a natural fit. And but it never really quite worked out. Joined another organization called Strike Force, which was the at that time there were two teams of athletes that traveled the, traveled the world doing the feats of strength and preaching the gospel. The power team was the first, and then Strike Force was the second. Okay, uh, since then, there's Spawn, Birth, whatever you want to call it, uh, dozens of others, but they were the originals. Uh, I was with the uh. With Strike Force for a little over eight, and went back to the Power Team for a couple of years. Uh, that's when you and I met right. uh, the studios in Fort Pierce, and I was did, did that for a couple of more years. So that's that was the really the beginnings for us in ministry.
0: Uh-huh. Now, uh huh. Now, since we're talking about stories, are there any stories that you would like to share during the Power Team? Things that you see some great uh-huh. miracles happening. Let's try to bring. Let's see if we can pull that memory out. And talk there about are, some of those things,
1: Kevin. There are so many, but I'll, there I'll are some. some of there are the good ones. There are some. I mean, they're
0: all uh, good, but
1: yeah, uh, some of the the ones that stand out the most, right? Uh we were now we spoke in public schools, right? But the schools you're not allowed to say Jesus. Now you can you could curse God, <laughs> but you can't praise God. I just never figured that one out, and that's. It, uh, which the whole separation of church and state, is a, that's a fallacy. Right. Uh, that, that is a complete fallacy. But we obeyed what they said, you know, you can and cannot do. And we had three really basic points. And not, it wasn't not only don't drink, don't smoke, don't do this, don't do that. No, it was, you know, do something with your life. Right. Don't cave in. You know, and, it was, and it was really motivational. And we do the, some of the feats of strength. But cool thing is we'd invite them to come to a church or an auditorium well, we could preach the gospel. Okay, uh, we were in Meridian, Mississippi, uh, and we just got through. And this girl comes up, and she's just tears. And I said, "When I say tears, not just little trickles, I mean it was just Baller. She said, "Y'all," and she said, "You know, I just..." and she told us some things that were happening to her in her life. And we said, "Why don't you come to uh, the?" I can't remember the name of the church offhand. And she said, that night, gave the altar call, and she came forward bawling again. And she says, I don't know if God will ever forgive me. I said, you know, God forgives anybody and everybody. All you have to do is ask him. She goes, no, you don't don't understand. I've had three abortions. and She was 16 at that time. (laughs) I've had three abortions. And I stand at the back door just crying, and my parents don't know why, and I can't tell them. And I, we obviously said, okay, why? And she said, they didn't get all the baby on the last one, and it came out at home, and I buried the rest in my backyard. Uh-huh. And we prayed with her, had the pastor and his wife, and I think the youth pastor, I think he came in and at some point and was praying for her, and, and literally watched God set this young lady free. Uh-huh. Uh, there was one... In, <laughs> Now this one is for people who don't believe in the supernatural. There is supernatural. We were in Greensboro, North Carolina, and I was speaking, and this kid was just screaming from the back of the auditorium. Uh, some of it was not intelligible. But some of it was, oh, "I'll come up and kill you." And I think, well, I think you know me well enough. Say, well, why don't, if you're man enough, why don't you come up and do it? Right which was really stupid of me to say, but, but, you know, I'm not going to take a threat because nobody, the teachers were not doing anything. Right. And I, who is this kid? And he just storms out the door back door. And I see a couple of people go after him. So I just kept on going. I said, don't pay any attention to him. You know, we're, we're not going to let he, he, this isn't about him. This is about, you know, and I'm trying to turn it around, spin it. This is about you guys. Right. Well, after the assembly was over, I'm talking with the principal and he gets in my face. Now I'm 6'1, 235 pounds. He's eye to eye with me and is his weight wise, probably my size. Uh-huh. And his eyes are glowing red, not bloodshot. They are literally glowing. Wow. Screaming at me, foaming at the mouth. You don't tell me. And I mean, just cursing me. And I'm just standing there going, just give me one shot, God, just give me one. And I don't mean, I don't mean a punch. I mean, just right. this kid was demon possessed and the coach football coach put him in a headlock and drug him. He said, that's it. You're expelled. And I, the principal just kind of like, uh, you know, like, huh? so the FCA, uh, fellowship of Christian athletes director mm-hmm. came up and told me, I said, What's going on with this kid? And he said, well, he's got all these mental problems and he won't take the medicine. I said, okay. He struggles with this, okay. And there's medicine for that and he won't take it. And he's part of a witch's coven. Uh, uh. And he, now what people, a lot of people don't know is one of the largest witches' covens, uh, which is a gathering of witches, is in the Greensboro, North Carolina area. It's one of the largest ones in America. Well, I said, yeah, with all those things. Oh, yeah, it was a cocaine addict on top of it. Uh, I said, well, that's just, that's to, from experience with people, uh, demonic possession. Right. And there's about 15 youth pastors who said they don't believe in that kind of thing that were part of the group that brought us in. They were all in shock. Right. And I said, guys, this this is what we deal with every day. And I think at that point, a couple of me came, not believe, but believe that this can happen. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we've had others, uh, just kids that were just from broken homes. Okay. Uh, a young man that was determined, uh, again, in North Carolina, a different part, a few years later, determined he is going to, he's going to be the center of attention. And I told him, I said, if you don't sit down, I'll come over there and sit down with you. <laughs> And I would have. I'd have sat down with him with the microphone and put my arm around. And he got anything to say? I, I would have. He finally was, and then he. Uh, I took him outside, and I said, "Can I talk to you outside? Because legally, we can't do it in the school." Right. If I'm in the parking lot, I can t- say whatever I want. Right. And he's now again. I'm much taller, much bigger, and he's got his fists clenched. And I looked at him and said, "You don't have a father at home, do you?" And he just broke right uh started crying well his friend runs around the corner thinking there's thinking there's a fight i said no we're cool we're cool well he lived in a school or a home for boys not a school but it was a home for basically throwaway children right and i said we're going to be at this baptist church tonight at uh such and such road here in burlington north carolina you be my special guest and you bring all your friends he brought the entire dorm oh wow they cleared seats for about 40, 50 kids. And guess who? Every one of them, when we gave the altar call, all I think there was 30, 30 40, 50. All I know is that one side of the church was just, that's, it was their section. Every one of them came, uh, gave their life to Christ that night. So yeah, that's, that's some of the highlights, but there's many, many more.
0: One of the things I'm thinking of, and I don't, we didn't talk about it last time and we haven't talked about it today. You were dressed up and all I can remember is the big platform boots (laughs) and and the makeup. You kind of look like kiss a little bit, but I think you were the devil. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. And maybe if you have a picture of it, I'll put it up in post-production so people can actually see what you look like.
1: Yeah. I, (sighs) we, uh, my wife and I came up with this almost 26 years ago. Uh, this was supposed to be our 25th anniversary tour with the in churches with the drama called "The Decision." We wrote it in 1995 in a uh, hotel room in Wisconsin. It was minus 20 degrees outside. Wow! They're used to it. We're not. We were from Texas. So <laughs> it got cold, but not that cold. Right. Uh, we had four four just simple scenes. And over 300 people were saved that night. I said, "You know, we're on to something." So uh-huh. we did it, did it for a number of years, and stopped doing it. And did it a few times in, in when we were on staff in Florida. Right. And 2000, late 2008, really felt like we needed to bring it back because our ministry. I said, "We're really lacking uh, an evangelistic arm of our ministry." In other words, that's all we do. Right. There's no conferences, no. Uh, teaching, preaching, no, this is all we do. We focus just like we did with the power team and strike force. It's the, the center of attention is salvations. Mm-hmm. And I started doing some research. Well, I'm let me digress a little bit. I said, you know, only when my wife said, the only way we're gonna do it is, you know, we get a word from the Lord. Well, a pastor that we know really well was on TBN that night and said that, uh, gave us a prophetic word and he didn't know it was for us. He said, someone out there. And he said, and I said, we just looked at one another. I said, okay. Start doing research. Okay, that'll work. Uh, we started doing uh, some research on costumes and didn't like, I mean, it, it, some of them were just completely hokey, cheesy. Right. Ran across one guy and I said, I don't know if this will go over well in church. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make it go over. And it's platform boots. that look like serpents. I'm six foot seven with those things on. And armor and i said i want to look intimidating and menacing because uh the the devil is menacing but he's a shapeshifter and i won't get into all that you know he can look how he looks want to look right but i said i want that intimidation factor and we did we were talking about a couple of weeks ago how that 15 minute scene took an hour and a half to to tape at the (laughs) studios it was just up and down those stairs in those boots and i'm like oh man how my knees are my feet but it was worth it because right. uh, Jan Crouch herself, uh, who's in heaven now, sent a, a not an email. I think it was a fax that the former manager said because he was really it was Charlie he said he. I this won't work. I said yes, it will. Call her. Said, How do you know? I said I know her sister. Call her. He called uh, Lori, mm-hmm. and and he's like, oh oh oh, okay okay okay. And Jan saw it, loved it. Said we need more programming like this. Absolutely loved it. And yeah, I'm I play the part of the devil. There's about 15 scenes now where it's not the typical: you go to heaven, you go to hell; you right. go to heaven, you get to go to hell; you get a car, you don't. You know, it's not one of those. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's very unpredictable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I could see something in my hotel room that day uh, on the news and I'll throw it in my monologue that night. But the scenes, the scenes are scripted there. They are real life scenes. These are not just made up Yeah, It's scripted, but we've taken it from real life. Right. uh, What happens in people's lives? Uh, and from, we put that back in production 2000, full production, 2009 up into 2017. Um, we saw close to 30,000 people saved. Wow, And that that includes prisons because we took, we're not able to go in do the production, but we had it on DVD and we sent it to different prisons, about eight different prisons in uh, four different states and talked with the chaplains and they said that the the inmates absolutely just love this. It's an eye getting, see church people won't like it because of the whole look. Oh, you look like that rock star, Uh, uh, you know, get the, you know, get the wrinkled nose. Well, it's not about you, sweetheart. Right. It's about getting people. It's called bait. Mm-hmm. A fisherman knows what kind of bait to use. You don't go into the ocean and use catfish bait <laughs> that you would use in the lake. If you're going to use the, you, if you're going to catch fish, you've got to have the right kind of bait to use. Well, this is bait. It's in a people are attracted to this. Look, they they're curious. Right. If they're curious. And we get their attention. One of the last uh, times that we did the drama was here in Georgia, in Waycross, which is in the southeastern. Uh, four nights, five hundred people got saved, and it wasn't because the church people said, "Oh, you know, this church was on." I mean, they they said we got to do this again, and we've done it for. I think uh, that was our fourth time to be there at that church with the production. It's people from the church that are in the production. These are not touring actors you know it's no this is we're ministering you know we're uh and the people there absolutely love it now there's been some churches that well you know that whole look of yours that's exactly it you don't get it right they know the whole look is to get people's attention and when we get their attention then we can you know i'm preaching the gospel Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but just from a different different perspective different slant Right, uh, and of course, you know we have Jesus that is there, and at the end, uh, he comes and takes authority over the devil, which is for absolutely ours is absolutely one hundred percent biblically correct when it comes to those things. Right, uh, submission, and the part, best part, uh, I think in every church is when the two get. I said I need two big bruiser guys to be, the archa- be archangels. They said, okay, we can do that. Or warrior angels, not archangels, or warrior angels. And they literally picked me up and dragged me to, out of the church, and then people are yelling and screaming. And that's the whole point. right? We want them to see that visual that, yeah, you do have authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only God, not Jesus has authority. You have that authority. And we're going to be, after this whole COVID thing is done, you know, we're raising money for a new costume, okay. uh, and a guy in Canada, in Toronto, Canada, is going to be making it for me, and uh, hopefully it will endure uh, for a few more years and see see more people saved.
0: So other than that, what else is going on in your life right now? between now and the time we all leave what's going on there what's happening with you
1: oh, it's kind of like everybody else we've been on lockdown since March uh, as far as traveling ministry has just really been uh, traveling ministries have been hurt because right. we can't can't travel you know just like churches well we can't meet well you know, I can't meet in a church because there's no churches to meet in right uh, so you know we're we're doing like everybody else we're moving along we're making plans for next year mm-hmm. uh i believe that this whole thing is going to start lifting after the first and next year right a lot uh, of people say that yes i don't think it will completely go away if uh but i do believe it will lift to the point that we will know way more now a way more then than we know than we know currently right and we're going to get back on the road doing conferences, preaching uh, men's conferences and, and the drama. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's, you know, everything right now, we're in the planning stage, Okay. staying healthy, staying healthy, uh, wearing a mask. I don't, know, I don't care what people say. I'm wearing my mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as my wife, we go anywhere. Uh, we have a mask on. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God for uh, the different grocery stores that you can pre order your groceries and pull up and they put them in your trunk okay. you know that's that limits exposure and you know we're just we're doing our we're doing everything on our end to stay healthy
0: right right well
1: that's good I'm going and drink And drinking hot tea
0: and hot tea that you were drinking (laughs) in the beginning. This All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, let's close with a little prayer. Um, you definitely have evangelism on you, so this should be no problem for you. So let's pray for the audience and then we'll close the show right after that.
1: If you're watching and, uh, let me just call it like it is. You don't have, you're just, you're watching out of curiosity and I've said something, not that I'm anybody special. Um, but something piqued your curiosity of something I said. Uh, maybe you're one of those that you went to church and you think Christians can't have fun. Well, you've not been hanging out with the right ones. Hang out with me for a few days. You'll have a lot of fun. Trust me. Uh, you're, some of you are at a crossroads. You don't know what to do. Well, the thing to do is turn your life over to Jesus. 2005, I was given three months to live. Terminal cancer. I'm still here. People say, do miracles still happen? You're looking at one. Uh, I should have died. I'm not I'm not dead. This is not an apparition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, talk, not talking to you from the broadcast room in heaven. I'm talking to you from Atlanta, Georgia, where mm-hmm. we live. Uh, you. Some of you have lost all hope. Well, there is hope. And some of you don't even have a relationship with Jesus at all. That's okay. We can help you with that. And here's what I want us to do. We're going to pray two simple prayers. i move my camera over a little bit. Two simple prayers. <laughs> two simple prayers. Say, is it that easy? Yeah, it's that easy. First one is for people who felt like you feel like they're, you've lost hope. Yeah, this whole COVID thing is just, it's messed with people mentally. I, I get it. There's been days where I'm just... Shake my head at just things going on, right. but we're going to pray first of all, we're going to pray a prayer of hope and just determination.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: maybe rededication, but determination. And if you're watching this, just just say just say this with me, Lord Jesus, today, I determine in my heart that I am going to make it. Scripture says that you are an overcomer. We are more than conquerors through Christ. I am more than a conqueror. Father, help me with my disbelief and doubt. Help me to overcome these things because times don't look good, but if I look to you, they will become good. If I look to you, your word says you are the author and finisher of our faith. I'm, I'm turning to you. I repent. I repent for not trusting in you. And today is a new day and a new beginning. And for those of you that you don't have a relationship with Jesus, it's real simple. Just, you're watching, just repeat this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I ask you, to forgive me of all my sins. Create in me a clean heart, and give me the desire to serve and want to serve you. I am a new creature in Christ. My past is my past, and I have a great future through you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you yeah. prayed either one of those prayers, here's what I want you to do. You're watching this. If you if you're in a church, ugh, cliched saying, get plugged in. Find a place to serve in your church. If you prayed that prayer and you said, you know what, I'm a new, uh, I'm a new Christian. I don't use the term baby Christians. To me, that's an insult. You're a new Christian. Bible says you're a new creature in Christ, not a new baby in Christ. Right. Uh, you you're a new believer. Find a Good, solid Bible believing that teaches the unadulterated Word of God. Well, all our churches Bible believing? Mm, nah, some are just fluff and stuff. <laughs> now, I, 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 you're not going to get uh, a feel-good Tony Robbins speech from me on that one. Right? There are some churches out there that just, you know, hum and strum and you know, Michael, row your boat ashore, kumbaya, and Jesus loves you, and let's go home. No, find a church that's going to challenge your faith. Find a church that's going to challenge you to be hungry and do more and go for it. So I want to encourage you to do that. And let me tell you, it's not going to be a bed of roses. Whoever promises you that, eh, they, it's not a bed of roses, but it makes it a lot easier to go through life. I can assure you of that. I can tell you that from personal experience, and so can Kevin, and so can many of you watching.
0: Well, you've been watching and listening to The Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I've had Jerry West on the computer, and we've done a little talking. Jerry, thanks for being with us today.
1: Thanks. It's my pleasure and my honor. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Everybody else, thanks for joining again, and we will see you guys next week. Same time, same channel. Thanks for tuning in today to the Millennium Beat Podcast. I hope you heard something that was encouraging to you. We'd like to hear from you with your story. So write us at stories at themillenniumbeat.com or give us a call at 407-624-9957 and leave us a voicemail. You may also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel. Please like us and share us with your friends. You may also go to our website at MillenniumBeat.com. and you'll find our podcast and our YouTube video. You also may find a calendar there with past and future guests and dates and times. Plus, another way for you to contact us with your stories or questions. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production copyright 2020. Views and opinions of the guests are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC.
2: Hey guys, this is Ryan Bastris with Awakening Histories. And I wanted to invite you guys first to subscribe, hit that bell button, and then eat, because we're going to be uploading some amazing content and we want you guys to be notified. We um, uh, just filmed five beat series on our identity and our inheritance, the DNA of the kingdom. Uh, it's going to start, videos are gonna start First Thursday of December, and look for the first video after six p.m. on December third, which is the first Thursday of December. Uh, We had a great time filming these. I really believe it's been encouragement to you. Hopefully, it will be enlightenment. It will be inspiration, and uh, hopefully, there's uh, even some conviction that will right shift in. But uh, again, we did a five-week series, and they're going to be uploaded for five weeks starting December 3rd at 6 p.m. There's going to be future guests as well. That will be a five-week series, so be on the lookout for that. That's why you're going to want to uh, like or subscribe uh, to the of uh, uh YouTube channel, because then they will notify you of these videos that are uploading that I've done, but also the videos that others will Future, uh, so I just encourage you guys to come and hang out. Um, this series on identity and our inheritance uh, hopefully will give you a, an in-depth look into the heart of God for you, and encourage you and even shift your perspective of yourself. I encourage you guys to start following those videos starting December third at six p.m. I bless you guys. And hope you do. Oh, 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 oh,